Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly podcast that we put out on Tuesdays where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised of that. Visit us at hangingwithapes.com. That's our website. When you get there, you'll be prompted to sign up for our newsletter. Please do so, so we can keep in touch with you. And uh, check us out on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Check us out on Twitter at Audio Apes. Audio Apes is our music. Today, we have a guest with us, our man, our homie, our brother, Vincent Williams. Vince, say hello to the people. Hello, people. Hello, people. Yeah, so Vince joined us today because... uh, we're going to have a fun episode. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to talk about something that these guys just informed me about. Uh, some some stuff that Jay-Z said about Donald Trump. So I'm kind of eager to hear their take on it. Shame on you. You're a Jay-Z fan. Man, you know, shame on me. Um, we're going to talk about the XFL announcement. I know it's not like big, big news, but I think it can potentially be big news because there's a lot of political undertones attached to that announcement. And then um, I have a question, like a lifelong question that I'm going to pose to these two gentlemen, that, and I, I want to hear how they're going to answer it. But I'm actually going to pose the question now, so as the, the episode progresses, you guys can think about it. Are lesbians real? So just you know, keep that in the back of your head while we uh, get the show going. So uh, what My do you guys want to talk about first, the XFL or Jay-Z? Or what, what, what's... Uh, let's, go, let's do the Jay-Z thing because I'm interested in this and... I didn't even know about this. I've I've been very busy. I'm glad you guys informed me. You guys are good friends. So so what's what's the what's the uh, the the hype about? What's going on? So yeah, they're they're beefing. So um, Donald Trump pretty much had a State of the Union address today in uh, in a vest. He was in his Teflon. He's waiting for Jay Z to throw them shots. <laughs> no. So uh, um, you know Van Jones has. Uh, has a show on CNN. I'm pretty sure it's called the Van Jones Show or some shit like that. And he had uh, Jay Z on there, and he was interviewing him. It wasn't really only about Trump. It was just you know just in general kind of interviewing uh, Jay Z and and what he thinks uh, you know about what's going on in society and stuff like that. So he goes over like his marriage and shit, and um, you know doing counseling, which you know. Uh, coming marriage from where counseling? He, yeah, marriage counseling, and okay. you know, coming from where he come came from, that was like unheard of. Yeah, like unheard of, and, yeah. and looked at as weak. Because like, no. like honestly, I don't know anybody in my personal life that's ever been in marriage counseling. So. No, not 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 at all. I don't think no. Yeah, I, I, not even me. And and uh, well, you know, he talked about that, and then and then uh, then he starts talking about the Donald Donald Sterling thing, which is you know like uh, what was he was the owner of the Clippers. And uh, he had the racist remarks, and then, you know, one thing leads to the other, and then they start talking about Donald Trump. And then uh, he's he's saying that Donald Trump is a super bug, and uh, he's obviously not a fan of Donald Trump. And then he says something, Van Jones then poses a question to him. That question is, okay, so Donald Trump deserves a little credit, you know, like the economy is doing, uh, which is kind of weird because Van Jones saying that Trump, <laughs> Trump uh, deserves credit is a little weird. But he says, you know, 
you know, to, to his... Uh, is he asking, does Trump deserve credit? Or is he no, saying Trump deserves credit? No, he's like, to his credit, you know, the economy is doing better. Black unemployment is, is lower. Which then Jay-Z says, well, you know, that's not, you know... It's not all about money. Um, you know, like money doesn't doesn't uh, bring happiness. And so this, Jay-Z this and that. said this. Yeah, the guy who's worth $800 million. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I, I I didn't agree with it, and then well, obviously we were talking. Me and Vince were just so talking you, about. You it. don't agree that money bring well, well to bring happiness or what? What don't you? Agree I don't with? feel that that question was catered in the the way he answered it. Uh, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you know the black community and it, it having a, a lower unemployment rate, which is good for their community. Obviously, that's good. People are thriving and. And they're able to, when you have money, see, that's the thing. We live in, 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 in America, really, just in a society which, you know, you need money to be able to live. And, and when you see that, obviously, that's good news. Now, we're not talking about are you, you know, uh, black people are becoming millionaires. Right? He didn't ask that because I could see that. I could see, like, there is a limit to wh- where money could bring happiness. You know, like, money, money you need it. So it's good to control it. It's good to make moves. It's good to to be able to have money, but that that doesn't bring happiness uh, on a on a personal level because if you have money, you don't got you know your homies and and, and your family and your parents and you know the people that you love. Well, yeah, that that shit doesn't matter. But the context in which Van Jones asked that question was not to me. It, it wasn't. That's not what he was asking, and that's why I don't agree because Jay Z is like fucking f- like. His rap name should be Free Enterprise Galore. You know what I'm saying? Because like that's what, that's what got him to the top. That's why he's worth 800 million dollars because like he's always on his business shit. And that's that's a mark of a person that that wants to grow and that learns from their mistakes and is always constantly like you know working things in, in his head and just being a productive person. And to me, that was a wrong message to to tell people. Uh, you know, oh yeah, you know, money. No, no, no. You need money. <laughs> It does bring some some form of stability, and stability does bring happiness. That at least that's my take. What's I don't I don't know what what you guys from a from think. a technical aspect, he's right. Money does not bring happiness, and there's many wealthy people who will tell you that they're unhappy. It's it's, it's not only they're they're unhappy, but it's not it's not necessarily about the money. It's the it's the status. It's the um the access that they have the um the access to better schooling for their children you know things of that nature and I think that might have been what Jay Z clumsily was trying to allude to I see but but doesn't money play a factor in in obtaining that status and access because. It does, but it's not money. Cause it's not money by itself. It's all. It's also a, a, a mindset. I mean, cause listen, I know people making seventy, eighty, ninety thousand a year. They're unhappy, right? Yeah. And, and and you you know what I'm saying. So like, it's at, at some point it is a, a a mindset that you have to have. Like being, you don't have to be the richest guy in the room to be happy. No, you're yeah, you're absolutely right. So about I, that. I think from a te- I from a technical nitpicking standpoint he's he's right about that but right i mean he you know considering 
who his core fan base is, I probably wouldn't have said that. And he didn't say it in the most graceful manner. We just listened to it before we got on air. Yeah, I, and then, I, I agree with you. Like money, money doesn't bring happiness. Um, and and I, I guess like like kind of what you're saying, Vince is he's sort of alluding to the fact that okay, sure, unemployment is down, but is that going to change things on a you know, quote unquote, systematic level. You know what I'm saying? Like how people say, oh, it's right. the, you know, the systematic stuff. And then you also mentioned mindset. But doesn't mindset like boil down to like the individual? Because there's a lot of people that, you know, they're they're kind of like, it's like a, a, a crowd mentality. If everybody says, okay, we're going to go this way, they go that way. And then the one guy that doesn't go that way and then like he ends up a millionaire well, it didn't have anything to do with like the system yeah. or anything like that. It was because his mindset was different. And Jay Z would yeah. be like the best example of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Jay Z clearly whatever whatever systematic oppression or or systematic hurdles that stand in the way of of anybody of any color, Jay Z clearly was an exception to that because he clearly thought differently. He didn't like fall into the yep. the trap of it. He wasn't it. a product of his environment. You know, so so it is in a I, I I see what Vince is saying, but at the same time I do see I do see it being slightly hypocritical on Jay-Z's part because at least that's a start. You know what I'm saying? Because while while money doesn't bring happiness and a lot of times it is about well, or do these people have status? Do they have access? I don't know any broke people that have status and access. So yeah. it, it seems like part of the equation of happiness and that status and the access is to have money yeah. because it leads it leads one thing leads to the other. It's like okay, well there there is employment now. Like imagine you go from no employment. So that that equals unemployment. So there's no employment that equals unemployment. Now there's employment. So you make you make some money. You you're making some money. Yeah. And now that might lead to you making more money. And then maybe you're in an environment where you're learning how to do something and that might lead to well, I'm going to start a business and then that might lead to to other things because do so you need that initial Push. Right, and every and every situation is different. I'll give you guys an example. The other day, I was talking to a friend of mine at work, and I was talking about how in in the this building, well, this project that I'm doing at, at the building, you know, the the contractor that I'm working with, he um he's making a lot of money with me, like the cash. He you know, and he's getting paid cash. And I'm and you know, my my guy was asking me, man, like how much you know, like how much for this, how much for that. So all in all, like we came up with a number and it's like, man, for, for a month and a half of work, that's, this dude is like making some, some big money. Yeah. Well, my friend, he was like, he was like, well, it's good, but it's all cash. It's all cash. Like, you know, there's no benefits and, 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 and he had a point, but, but I, I pointed out to my friend you know and and the work is inconsistent like the, like the dude is making this money in this time frame yeah. but this is not like a constant thing like eventually yeah. the job will end 
and like you know that that well would have ran dry. Yeah. But one thing I pointed out to my friend, and when he when I pointed it out to him, he was like, "Damn, you know what? Like you're right." Mm. I was telling him, "You see it like that because you're looking at it from like your cush position. Like, oh, there's no there's no benefits, and the work is inconsistent, right? Yeah. Because you're used to consistent work and benefits. But yeah. to somebody that doesn't have that, that's a great offer. That's a great Oh, yeah. You know, and then maybe with that, they'll put themselves in a better position. Exactly. So, so Jay-Z, when, when you're looking at it from the position of, oh, well, money doesn't buy happiness. Well, yeah, it's because you're you're all the way over here. And like, yes, you are like an enlightened man to, to a degree. And, and, and you're so far removed from certain people's situation. You're not taking the time to account for the fact that, Money is a part of that equation that they will need to move up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? To achieve happiness. And that's what it sounded like. And that's what, when he said that, it's like, man, you haven't struggled in a long time, man. Because like, like, you're not understanding people need, like, people aren't in a position where they could just move around. And, and, and you know, 444, which was his last album, it had a lot of gold mines in there. You know, like, you, 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 you could listen to that album and it's like man that that's a good that's a good way to think like you said you know like everyone has to be kind of like helping each other and and moving up and you know it's kind of a conglomerate but again you have to realize like someone has to start somewhere and and if you can't have a job how are you going to get a job you you're not so what are you going to do you're going to start doing some illegal shit which then puts you in a situation where where you know you could get locked up, and you, then the with all kind of potential to end up really unhappy. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? I mean, shit, that that's that, and that's a terrible life, and that's I think what what uh a lot of people got from it. It's like you know here here's a pretty much almost a billionaire talking like it's like you know whatever, kind of like what uh people were saying about the uh, uh I think uh, Amy uh, I, I forget her name. She she used to be the head of the DNC. Sh- uh, I don't want to butcher uh, her last a- a- name. Amy uh, Weiserman Schultz or something yeah. along those lines. I know who you're talking about. She's like, oh, a thousand dollars. That's breadcrumbs. Well, that to you, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like a thousand dollars to somebody who you know doesn't have a thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. But yeah. let, let me play devil's advocate for a moment. How yeah. you've been, these people have been wealthy. I don't want to say rich. Wealthy. Jay Z is wealthy. Absolutely. Yeah. He's been wealthy for so long. It's hard for him to detach himself and to put himself in the common man's shoes. Oh, absolutely. So, so, so when he says money doesn't buy happiness, like it's it's hard for him to put himself in the in the shoes of someone who's working, you know, four jobs and still can't make ends meet. I, no, yeah. I, I, absolutely. But that's why I think you have to look at. This these situations, especially like when you're talking about the economy and unemployment from a, a very objective mathematical standpoint. So don't look at it from the standpoint of, well, around me, that doesn't that doesn't mean or do much for me. What does it do for for the average person? Generally speaking, for instance, the other day I heard I heard somebody uh, talk about being in the military and how they were in the military for so long. And then they were about to, to, you know, get out of the military. But then the military offered them like 
15,000 for like six more years. And they were like, yeah, run it, run, run that 15,000. And, and me not being a military man and, and also like, you know, in, you know, trying to like do my thing and stuff, financially speaking to me, like that didn't seem like a good deal. I was like, I don't think I would take like six years, like sign, not, not that that's all they would get paid for six years, but that's like. Because you're committing to six years, you're going to get 15000 like But that sure. means like yeah. I'm like locked in for, for six years. That, that's like six years of, of kind of me limiting myself. To me, 15000 is not worth it. But And in that six years, cost of, cost of living could have gone up. Which, right, right, yeah. right. But, but that's again, that's again, that's for me, my perspective. But if you think about it, the average American family can benefit greatly from $15,000. So if it's a family man and he's like, man, you know what? I could do some stuff with this money for my family. Like you understand that. So so that's what I'm saying. Jay-Z's saying that obviously the the, the black unemployment rate doesn't mean shit to him. The man is not in need of a job. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but the thing is, but the thing is you still should look at that mathematical equation objectively. Like, yeah, Hey, you know what? Like, and 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 it and it makes you seem it makes you seem a little a little bit off when when you don't even give like you don't like the guy. Fine, you don't fucks with him, but like you're not even gonna get him give him like that credit. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, you know, it's like it's like this. It's like if fucking North Korea was gonna was gonna bomb us or or attack us or like we got word that they were like planning to invade us, and then like we did a. Uh, a preemptive one and we just uh like we invaded them or whatever mm-hmm. regardless as to whether you like the president or not like wouldn't you like be happy that he like did that before we got attacked like wouldn't you at very least like i don't fuck with dude but that was good you know like you know yeah 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 it's, it's like it's like you have it's, to admit it. it's like with the with the whole with the whole Kyrie Irving thing like when we talked about Kyrie Irving going to Boston I've said this plenty of times to people. Kyrie Irving is making me eat my words. I said, oh, yeah. I, I said, he's not going to be successful. He's fucking Robin. He wants to be Batman. It's not going to work out for him. And the dude is proving everybody wrong. I, I, matter of fact, he's proving really. everybody, he's proving everybody so wrong that like I right now I personally believe that in the playoffs the Boston will destroy the the Cavaliers. Well, not maybe not destroy them, but in a seven game series they would win. I I I believe that. I, at at no. this moment, yeah, I I, I think so. And, and I think that he'll play with a Batman suit on too. You never you never bet never bet against Tom Brady. You never <laughs> bet against LeBron James. Stat. Unless it's Golden State. I I I, I agree. I, and 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 if it was Kyrie Irving one on one with LeBron James, I would take LeBron James. But I'm talking the Boston Celtics as a team versus the Cavaliers as a team. I would take that, but yeah, LeBron is a superior player than than Kyrie. Irving. Absolutely, but we're talking about the team and and like that the level the leadership. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, I I, I digress. I was just saying that like to to give an example of sometimes you just got to give credit where credits due, even what, though that might make you wrong. You know what I'm saying? B- because you might have to go back on something you said before, which I clearly just did. I I don't I don't want to sound like I'm bashing Jay Z. This is a criticism that I have of a lot of politicians. How connected with their demographics are they? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 
Well, they're they're so they're detached. Well, they're they're all detached, and I think it's silly that we rely as a society we rely so heavily on the government. You know, what I'm saying on on politicians. Oh, you know they have to create. They create all these laws to 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 stifle black people. Well, maybe black people we should get our own act together and stop. Mm-hmm killing one another and you know i won't i won't go down that i won't go down that path right now but but what you they're they're they're, they're all detached it's not just jay-z it's not just the amy wiser lady you're just talking about yeah they're all they're all detached from society feminists would be real mad that we don't know her name (laughs) (laughs) but anyway but uh no matter what success level that that you hit especially if you're going to be into politics especially if you I would even say as a as a as an artist or anyone that's famous you have to keep in mind those things because that's kind of like, you know, that's just good PR for you and also, you know, if you ever enter the realm of politics, you have to think that way, kind of like how you were saying Tway, like, you know, yeah, for for me and my people, that might not be something that we're thinking about. And that's really why why Trump has been uh winning the culture war because i forgot to tell you guys what what he responded he did respond to, to the oh, cnn interesting i didn't know that and he tweeted and he's like somebody please inform jay-z that because of my policies black unemployment has just been reported to be at the lowest rate ever recorded our economy is better than it has been in many decades businesses are coming back to america like never before chrysler as an example is leaving mexico and coming back to the usa unemployment is nearing record lows we are on the right track that does not mean anything to you, for example, because you got your, you know, buildings, you got the podcast, you're, you got your, you know, your job, you, you got a lot of stuff going on. We're going to be, you know, we got our stuff going on. We don't need a job. But the people that do, and, and this is something that, like you said, it's a numbers game. There's a lot more middle class people than there is rich people. So who are you talking to? You know, who do you think buys your albums? Who do you think buys your movies? Who do you think buys your your products like yeah the middle class and that's that's a big group of people and when you stay detached and you don't think uh, about what 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 you say that's when you start seeing a shift and 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 in politics we saw that like you know like the left used to be more all for the people and all that and now all of a sudden just like it's almost like day and night right from one day to another, it seems like it's like, oh, well, now they're the elitists because now they're all, you know, oh, $1,000 breadcrumbs, all oh, this, all that. We don't, you know, the jobs, they don't matter. And, and or the gun, the, 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 the gun situation, every, anytime there's a shooting, there's always that, uh, that, 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 uh, commercial with all the, you know, artists and famous people in a white background talking about gun violence and, you're not understanding the people that that you're talking to. You know, they don't give a shit about what, you know, they don't have parties in the hills, you know. Yeah. They don't and and you have to be weary of that when when you're talking and and that's why I say like he kind of missed I I want I want to I want to address that point. Yeah. So Jay-Z is a different artist. So like Fox um I saw a YouTube clip of of Fox News comparing Jay-Z versus Trump and Eminem versus Trump. And I feel these are two very different um, battles here because Eminem, oh, yeah. Eminem, Eminem is a, has always 
um, he's always portrayed himself as kind of a blue collar working class guy. Hey, yeah. I'm with you with the people. Eight mile. Yeah, absolutely. Jay Z has always been, at least from, I mean, you could even reasonable doubt. Go all the way back to reasonable doubt. Jay Z has always been kind of an elitist. Oh yeah, you know, say so Jay Z is definitely more. Um, what's the what's the word uh, like bourgeoisie than Eminem? Yeah, He's yeah. definitely like like a lot more fancy. Like like yeah. would he would ease more easily line up with an elitist than Eminem yes. would absolutely. And yeah. and like he's always been kind of like a, a Tom Brady, a Tiger Woods. To throw in some sports analogies, hey, I'm elite. I'm up here. I'm the greatest. If you can come join me, that's always been that's always been Jay Z's motto. So, you know, so I I don't think he ever his music, especially nowadays, his music is not geared towards the middle class. It's always been, hey, you know, saying get your stuff together. Come join me up here at this elite class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I I think you mentioning that you know all oh, well the middle class is buying your albums. I don't think he cares about that. Like that's that's not what that's not who he caters to. You know I yeah. I, I see Rick Ross trying to emulate the same formula. Hey, well, to an extent, Maybachs yeah. and gold plated glasses. Come join me instead of him lowering himself. I, 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 I see what you're saying and I agree with it. See, these people, like some people are going to say, oh, like the, the Illuminati or nothing. No, but like these people <laughs> that are part of that, that society, not like a secret society, but that are part of that realm of, of, uh, of, of people, of company that they keep. The deep state. They do <laughs> seem to like have a very... <laughs> like unique way of saying things but but the backdrop of it is like is a is a different meaning and like for example like what you're saying his message at face value does seem like it it's for like the everyday person it it seems like that like oh well you know trump he's he's not good and and this and that but the truth is, the truth is what what Jay Z was saying. That was just like the 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 main people that would give him a standing ovation are the elitist. They they because see, I notice I notice a tactic of the elite. What they try to do is they they try to. It seems like I I guess maybe it's because they don't want they don't want too much competition at the top and you know they don't want too many people joining them up there. But what they try to do is they try to make it seem they try to make it seem like, hey, these guys over here that are telling you they're gonna help you by lowering your taxes and giving your giving you more jobs, they're not gonna give you happiness. That's happiness is not over there. You know, like we gotta deal with the core issues, racism and stuff like that. When when you don't when you're you don't even realize that like all those people that made it, they made it because they were so busy and they did so they put in so much work that they didn't even think or care about racism. They were like, Man, I'm I'm working, I'm working past all of this. But but see that's like 
that information it you you don't put it out there like why mm-hmm. why we've talked about this before like like why aren't credit scores taught in school like why why mm-hmm. isn't credit taught in school like like these things that are Stay like stupid like are, are are so key yeah so that's what i'm that's what i'm saying it's like i'm an elite i'm an elite but I have to make it seem because there are all these fucking morons. They buy my tickets and they they buy they pay two hundred dollars for my tickets. I have to make it seem like I'm there. I'm on their side. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but I but at the same time, I don't want them to be where I'm at. So I gotta you gotta tailor a message that'll keep them where they're at. Yeah. But at the same time, make them okay with it, it keeping them where they're at. Yeah. And yeah. and and that seems to be the message of the elite. Whereas on the other hand, on the other hand, the people that actually do want to like build people up, their message isn't like so sugar coated. It's a it's a more harsh message, but in the long run, you're better off. It's like this. It's like this. It's like you could either you could either be given, you could either have a girl, if let's say you're a man and you have a girl that's like, like oh you know what, honey, just you know, just. Just just lay down and I'm going to fucking, you know, stroke you off and dome you up and I'm going to feed you donuts and fries and burgers. Just, no, no, no. Just stay on the couch and all that. Thanks. And, 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 and it's killing you. It's killing you. Or you could you could have a girl that's be like, come on, we're going to go run. We're going to go work out. If you want this ass, like you better go. We got better work for it. And it's making you better. Like yeah. at first it seems harsher. Like, damn, yeah. bitch, like. Man, you give me these ultimatums and shit. And it, I want donuts. Right, and and it's it's a more harsh thing, <laughs> but in the long run, it's better for you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The face value is not there. At face value, it's actually pretty mean. Yeah. But yeah. but the the outcome of it is is a good one. And, and that's and uh, to me, that's the contrast between the the left and the right in terms of like the 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 cultural messages that they put out. Now, um. Why do you think he wasn't? Well, I don't think he ever. He never responded to Eminem, but he did to Jay Z. Do you think? Well, I, I have a theory. on Go this. ahead. I'd like to hear yours. Yeah. I, 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 I got a thought about it, but go ahead. I, I have a bit of a theory on this. So, I, I like to start. Let's flip the question. Okay. So, you say why? Why did Emin, Why did um? Why was Trump so quick to respond to Jay? Jay, but Eminem. Why? Well, why did Jay choose now to come out and have this interview and make these remarks about Trump? Jay-Z, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, Jay-Z has stayed relatively politically neutral over his career. Yeah, for, yeah. For, the, for the most part. I know there, there, there were songs like Minority Report where he bashed uh, Bush. Bush, yeah. yeah. And then... Not, I, in yeah. the later part of his career, well, Jay Z has always thrown shots at Reagan because of like no. the whole Reaganomics and the Contra thing, and like him him being one of those believers that like 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 the Reagan administration brought crack into the hood. So he's always been he's always had some stuff to say about that. But aside from Reagan, he has been very pretty p- politically neutral until Bush. But even Bush, it wasn't too much. It of wasn't a, like blatant. No, yeah. no. And then, like when he became like more politically active, is like when Obama hit the scene. Yes. So why? So why is Jay Z coming out now? So I mean, I think this all ties back to what we were just talking about money. So back in during the campaign in 2016, 
Jay and Beyonce performed for um one of at one of uh, Hillary's campaign stops. Yeah, yes, yeah, they did. Yeah, and that angered Trump. You know, Trump even went on had speeches like, "Hey, you know, Jay Z and Beyonce, they 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 draw crowds, but I draw bigger crowds than they do." Yeah, I remember that because he yeah. in in that speech he even said that he liked Jay Z. He's yeah. like, and I like Jay Z. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I I read a report uh, a few days ago where it said that Jay's numbers are not as strong as they in you know pro Trump states as they were in the past. Mm. So and then I remember hearing the four 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 tour, when, especially when it came here to Chicago, there was still like a lot of tickets. Left. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't it wasn't nearly sold out. It didn't sell out as quickly as a Jay Z concert does, and that's and that's from all over the nation. Mm-hmm. So Trump is messing with Jay Z's money. So this is I think my theory is that Jay Z is now striking back. Is Jay-Z coming out with an album, like a la Eminem, where he's going to be bashing Trump? I doubt that. Is Jay-Z going to run for president? Uh, I don't know. I doubt that, too. I think Jay-Z is trying to battle Trump. He's going to align himself with a potential 2020 candidate to try to take Trump down. I, I, I think this You're is You're saying he's gonna like try and run or just say like No no no. I don't think Jay I, I don't think Jay Z's gonna run himself, but I think he's going to back someone who could potentially take down Trump. Because this this is how I feel this is how the elites do. They they're not gonna get their hands dirty. Fifty Cent was some guy, he he was a guy he would get in the dirt and he would get his hands dirty. Jay Z has always been like a sniper, just you know, kinda Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's peeking and shit. Yeah. And and I think this is what Jay is doing. Jay Trump messed with his money. Okay, I'm going to get you back and I'm going to take I'm going to get you out of office. Because I I found the the timing of all this to be the most interesting, the most peculiar thing about all this. Interesting. Yeah. How about I I think like to answer your question like yeah. why did Trump respond to Jay-Z and not Eminem? Well, first off, there would have been absolutely nothing to gain by responding to Eminem because number one, it was like a pretty like weak thing that Eminem did. Yeah. Like it's like uh, whatever, like just yelling. And then and then like you could see, you could very clearly <laughs> see how uninformed Eminem is. Like when he did his thing, it was kind of like laughable. It's like it, it, it's it's like one of those things when like like somebody talks about a subject that you know they clearly don't know about and it's like oh that's cute like okay you, you don't you don't know it's fine like that's what to me there was what the whole m&m yeah. thing was like entering the realm of politics is like dude you don't know like about this stuff and like it it shows it shows you don't know so like if i was trump it was probably like yeah whatever <laughs> yeah. he probably laughed at that shit jay-z is different though jay-z number one financially speaking is more of a of an of a worthy adversary to to Donald Trump, like you know, yeah. money wise. That's one thing. Number two, culturally speaking, Jay Z has way more influence than Eminem, especially now. Especially yeah. now, like Eminem, his cultural influence. Actually, Eminem would have great, strong cultural influence 
if he had went the other way politically with his last album, he would be like the big fish in the pond. Everybody would be talking about it. But he went the same way that everybody else went. So nobody's talking about it because it wasn't it wasn't anything fresh. It wasn't anything unique. Jay-Z does go the way that everybody else is going, like, you know, towards the left. But he's such a massive personality, such a massive... Everything Jay-Z does, it makes news. Yeah. I do see why Trump would say that. Not only that, not only that, Trump has for, 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 I'd say like a good portion of like his campaign and his presidency trying to get more black voters. So Trump probably did see that as like a strike to him because Jay-Z being black, them talking about black unemployment and the economy and all of that. And it's funny because I was I was I saw this report the other day that says that since 2016, Trump's black support has gone up by almost double. Oh shit! So uh, so it it does make me wonder in the nation or in the nation yeah in the nation. And and the reason I read that report it was like it was because despite like the the shithole countries comment that he yeah. supposedly made and it's funny because in that interview. That little clip that I saw with Jay-Z that you guys showed me. He was talking about that like if he knows for certainty that Trump said that. You're going off of what somebody said this man said. You didn't hear it yourself. And the man denied it. So like like you're just, you know. And so that also makes him look a little bit ignorant. Because if I was Jay-Z, like when Van Jones asked me, hey, well, what do you think about, you know, these shithole countries comment? I would have been like, well, he denied it. If he said this, if he did say that. Well, this is what I think of it. Yeah. But if he didn't say that, well, you know, then we got to give the guy a pass. Yeah. But like, that's the appropriate answer. Like, if you're if you want to talk, like, if you're so informed. Mm-hmm. So I do think that it was advantageous and and wise of Trump to respond to that because mm-hmm. if you are f- fighting for black support and black voters, then that is something you need to address. That isn't yeah. something that you just left go unchecked. You let go unchecked. So. I think I think that's why he responded, like why he responded to Jay Z and didn't respond to Eminem. Yeah, I think both of you pretty much hit it right on the spot because that is one thing with Trump is he he picks his battles. There was nothing to gain with Eminem. Hell no! Nah, like hell really, nah. really like he well, would have lost. Yeah. Like he would have not. He would have yes, lost. Yes, he would have. If, if he would have went against Eminem, he would have lost because he fell into Eminem's trap. That's what Eminem does. Yeah, he traps you. That's his whole marketing scheme. Is you know, oh hey. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Everyone starts responding. All right, cool. My album's out. Why would you do that? Why would you fall? and Because you're going to lose. Like, it's Eminem. As opposed to with Jay-Z, Eminem needs Trump. Jay-Z doesn't need Trump. Jay-Z could say whatever he feels. He's not even trying to drop nothing. He's just saying some comments. Yeah. So then Trump was, like like you guys said, you know, Trump does have more to gain to, to respond to Jay-Z than not. Yeah, ne- never swipe down. Never, never swing down. Right, and yeah. and if and if Trump responded to Eminem, he'd have been swinging down. Yeah, exactly. So, um, segueing into the XFL. So Vince McMahon recently announced that in 2020, the XFL is coming back. It it did exist before. It was a, a failed endeavor. I think it lasted one season. But he came out with this. He made the announcement. Vince McMahon, a reputable businessman, he, um, I don't know how many years he's, he's had WWE, but 
obviously it's a, it's a, a very successful endeavor. Do you think that Vince McMahon has learned from the mistakes of the XFL before? Do you think he's capitalizing off of what seems to be a little bit of a downslope for the NFL? What are what are what are your takes on on the XFL? Godly, where to start? It's so so much to tackle here. Um, I first little backstory, I guess a little little history, because I on Vince McMahon, because I am a wrestling fan, mm-hmm. and Vince McMahon is. He's he's someone who he's he's always been like as far as wrestling's concerned, he's always been the big fish, the big kahuna. Mm-hmm. But I think and from reports that I've read and heard, he's always been someone who he wants to be known outside of wrestling as a big deal. Okay. And I think that's why he came out with the uh, with with the XFL the first time. He want he wants he desires to be known amongst his contemporaries outside of wrestling. outside of pro wrestling. He there was um there was a report that he was trying to get into a trying to form a group to buy the Carolina Panthers. Oh okay. And I haven't heard anything he, about would he need that. a group though? I would imagine he has enough money to buy that team if he not, wanted to. No, not outright. He need billions of dollars. He's not. He's not a billionaire. No, no. He's, he's oh not, no, no. Shh. I don't. At, at least, some point, at least I don't think he is. He's he's up there. He's not a billionaire though. I, I he he couldn't buy the team outright himself. I, I find that surprising. Just like because how how yeah, long yeah. he's had the the whole wrestling thing and 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 I guess it's it's successful the pay-per-views sell out people go like but i don't know wh- well there, there, there's there's been a lot of shows recently where like just even shows on television half empty stadiums really? so so you know they wwe they do a good job of kind of smoking mirrors you I know see. make but um you know the, the the xfl it was a failed endeavor and I'm really split on this. It was a failed endeavor in so many parts because he tried to run a football league like a wrestling event. You know, like there were storylines about, um, you know, this cheerleader is dating. The cheerleader on this team is dating the quarterback from this other team. And, you know, they yeah. were having these. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's, like, I, it's gimmicky. Yeah, yeah. Very gimmicky. You're not going to survive with, with gimmicks. I feel... Um, so, so so it's like if he um so like there's that aspect of it but and I don't I don't really feel I don't really feel there's a desire for any more football I mean you ha- you already had an NFL okay you are which the ratings drop is kind of a mirage it's not a I don't think it's as big of a deal as some people make it out to be um you have college football, which is very big in certain pockets of the other country. So I don't think the XFL is filling a need. It's yeah. it's simply him trying to feed his ego. Not only that, but also the fact that like the whole the NFL has been so politicized as of late. I felt that he saw that as an opportunity because even in his uh, press conference, the wording. He's like, I'm gonna give the the football back to the fans. I don't think that that's enough for you to succeed, but um, 
Well, well, who well, says who says football was ever taken away from the fans? Well, this is this is where I'll interject. Like when you said, I don't know if that's enough for it to succeed. We all would kind of agree here that there is a little bit, not of a of a physical race war going on in the media, but 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 culturally speaking. They yeah. are trying to divide races. Yeah. And so a lot of people were very upset when Roger Goodell had that meeting with all the NFL owners. And when they walked away from it, it was not solidified whether or not it was going to be a rule for the players to stand for the anthem. It was for show. A lot of people were upset about that. Yeah. So... I do agree that Vince McMahon is totally trying to capitalize off of the chaos that's going on with the NFL from the Colin Kaepernick thing to other little undertones that people do kind of have an issue with. Like, for instance, I have heard conversations like, like, you know, in, in my vicinity of, you know, between people saying that, like, they don't like the fact that the NFL has like all these guys that are thugs and criminals and that's another thing that like Vince McMahon stated that he you he didn't want the XFL players to have records and and stuff like that criminal records what see there and there there's there's a big piece of hypocrisy there from him so he has employed all these wrestlers with criminal issues domestic abuse issues there was a a a, a wrestler recently i think his name's Jay Uso Get popped for a DWI, and, and and now and now he comes out and says Vince McMahon says, "Oh well, if you got a DWI, you won't be playing in my league." Like there's no, like there's, is, there's just so that, much hypocrisy that, that, from that whole little press that, conference. From a moral standpoint, absolutely, yeah. that that's hypocritical. But, but from still, a bit from a business standpoint, yeah. he's capitalizing off of that feel. What 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 the the people, the fans of football. M- what he sees or hears they're getting tired of. And that's what I'm saying. I wonder as a businessman, because I don't know much about Vince McMahon, how much data he's looked into and and if if there is a certain amount of data and information that, that he's obtained that makes him feel like this would be like a, a good calculated move to make. Now granted, he won't be he won't be Technically, from what I, the information I've gathered, technically competing directly against the NFL because, from what I've read, the season would start after the NFL season ends. But if you can, in a sense, make it seem like you're competing against that, you can probably generate enough fans that even though you're not competing against it, you're going to draw that attention. So when the NFL is over, People still want to, you know, the NFL season is over and people still want to watch football. Hey, let me see what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, which is smart if you do that. Like, which, because the the league, the XFL before, it used to be right after the NFL, right? So Or right before the NFL, something like that. It was in between the season that that they weren't on. So that's one thing. You got to keep that. Get rid of the gimmickiness. And then also the fact that... uh, like like what I said before with the whole like how the how people the fans feel, that has a limit because the NFL if they're smart, what they'll do is if the XFL does catch fire is they'll learn, 
they'll learn from their mistakes. And they and if they fix those mistakes, then it becomes, well, now it's time to phase these guys out. Because but, but politically speaking, to learn and well, to fix, not necessarily to learn from your mistakes, but to fix your mistakes, you have to have balls and be willing to stand up. And Roger Goodell, he's very like, uh, yeah. no, that's too iffy. I don't know. No, I'm not going to touch that. So I don't yeah. even know. Let's say, like, hypothetically speaking, the XFL catches fire because it's doing all this stuff that the NFL doesn't have the balls to do. Sure, I'm sure Roger Goodell is a smart enough guy, or at very least he has smart enough people around him to say, well, the reason that they're doing so good is because, you know, the veterans, all these people, they like when people stand for the anthem. They like this. They don't like criminals playing. Whatever, whatever other, all the other bullshit that people think about the NFL and its, and its faults. Does Roger Goodell have the balls to implement that? Does he have yeah. the balls to say, hey, now everybody has to stand? Yeah. yeah I yeah. don't think he does. No, he, he doesn't. And that's and that's something that going into the future, uh, the XFL could be a good kind of like a good learning experience for the NFL. Well, the actually, NFL it already has been. Yeah. It already has been because the sorry to cut you off, but let, let me let me throw in this kind of weird analogy. The porn business, right? Or adult entertainment. So, adult entertainment was like one of the leaders in revolutionizing internet selling or internet um, purchasing because people needed a private way to buy, you know, their tapes or their smut, quote unquote, if you will. Their flicks. Right. And they, so the porn industry really paved the way for sites like Amazon and PayPal and all these things. Yeah. Well, the XFL kind of was that to the, to the NFL. The XFL introduced overhead cameras during the games. Oh, interesting. That, that's a staple in NFL broadcast nowadays. The two point, uh, well, I, not from the XFL, but I, I even heard from other football uh, leagues through the years, that's where the NFL got the two-point conversion. That wasn't an original thing. I don't know. I don't know if it was the AFL or I don't know what what league, but that wasn't an original NFL idea. The um the mics the XFL had mics on the field for their they they mic'd up the players. Well, mm-hmm. the NFL started doing that with hard knocks. Yeah, yeah. Start miking up the players. The the NBA does it now. They mic up the players on the sidelines and stuff like that. So <laughs> until one of them says something about grabbing someone from the <laughs> pussy, and they're gonna stop doing that. So the 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 ex the XFL the NFL has already shown that they are willing to learn from other entities right. that can that right. can potentially right. But get there, a competition. But so you're you're talking about willing to learn in a technical aspect, which uh-huh. the, the NFL is is phenomenal when it comes to like technical presentation, entertainment. They are phenomenal at that. But what I'm talking about is learn from things culturally and politically because it's two different things. Like, absolutely, like them learning the overhead cameras and, and, and miking up the players and all of that stuff, that's great. And I have no doubt in my mind that Roger Goodell, if he were to see something, he would take something in that aspect and, and apply it. I have no doubt in my mind about that. But what I'm talking about is the reason that I think Vince McMahon is coming out with this is because 
I feel like he sees the opportunity. Because granted, this political situation, it wasn't just this NFL season. It was it started last NFL season. Like that's when I like, think started kind of get coming to a boiling yeah. point. Well, it's been a it's been a long. I mean, from yeah, the, but from the, the last two seasons have been the main like political yeah. like from, like the uh, the claws are yeah. out. Every year they have their thing, and, and so and so it's like, I, I if he is seeing that and like thinking that he can capitalize off of that, and and uh, it does seem like that, you know, with him saying, you know, they want the players to stand, and you don't want players that have criminal records and all this other stuff. And and let's say that that formula becomes successful for the XFL. And now maybe that even causes the NFL ratings to slip more because maybe people that are patriotic or 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 are you know very very much against like players with bad records playing football maybe they're like hey you know what I'm not gonna watch the NFL I'll wait till the XFL comes out like what if yeah. what if data starts showing that that's happening yeah does the NFL have the balls this is all hypothetical but yeah. it, let's say it, this happens do they have the balls to be like we're fucking up. You motherfuckers need a stand. We're fucking yeah. up. You motherfuckers get into cr- criminal activity. You're 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 done. Yeah. Like, do they have the balls to do that? Well, Th- they'll be forced to in a way. If not, it's it's it's, it's adapt or die. You know. And and, and to me, well, you, not ne- you say forced to, but not necessarily. Look at look at Hollywood. Hollywood because they've taken this whole fucking. Gen, uh, uh, virtue signaling and and gender identity shit and all that stuff. The movies this year sucked. They were fucking awful. Yeah. Like the music, Grammys uh, were twenty percent down. Music kind of sucks right now yeah. because no everybody is scared to offend everybody and do anything. Yeah. So they're clearly not <laughs> adapting. And these are supposed to be smart business people. They're clearly not like saying, "Oh, we're forced to you know, you know, make right." That's true. That's true, and that's that's the interesting part. And you know, another thing that I'm thinking about, they're mentioning people like Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow in the NFL, obviously, that's that's a whole other talent pool. But you have to also think about it. You're not going to have the same talent pool in the XFL. So Tim Tebow is going to look amazing. Like if a guy like that, or what if they're like, hey, uh, Romo, <laughs> you want to play for? You know, you never know. Like, yeah, you don't know what could like happen. who who what player they could get that could kind of. Uh, just take it to to that whole other level because these players are not going to be, you know, top of the line players. They might be like the players that that didn't get drafted. So like, fuck it, I'm gonna go play for the XFL. Right. And shit, look how Reggie Bush looked in college. You get a motherfucker like Reggie Bush in the XFL doing all this exciting shit, or a fucking quarterback like Michael Vick. It's gonna draw numbers. Yeah, absolutely. that's gonna that sells tickets. Even if it's not the same time, because see, people they don't think about that. They're not gonna think. Oh well, you know, you know the defenses are no. You're not gonna think about that. You're gonna look at the exciting shit that's happening. So, so you never know too who 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 the people that are being signed are. Um, one one thing to keep in mind is that, and I read this in the Washington Post months ago, <coughs> that the whole patriotism thing. I don't remember if I mentioned this before, but the whole patriotism angle in the NFL that was a ploy. That was a marketing ploy to make to make money. At the time, I think this was back late. Uh, this back in the nineties. The NF the NFL was second to baseball. Baseball was the 
king was the king of the ring at the time. You know, um, Mark McGuire's doing the home run, the steroid era, the home run chases with McGuire and Sosa so and Bonds yeah. and all them. Baseball was kicking football's rear end in the ratings. So the NFL devised a plan. Well, why don't we start airing the national anthem on TV before the games as a way to get more ratings? And lo and behold, it worked. Mm -hmm. And just slowly, surely, by, you know, more and more, the NFL overtook baseball in the ratings. And now that marketing ploy is starting to backfire. All these years, all these years of, of that patriotism angle is starting to backfire. Kind of like what ESPN, ESPN had a certain formula for all those years. And now it's starting, it's starting to backfire on them. And they're having a tough time trying to shift course. I think that's what's going on with the NFL. They're having a tough time yeah, trying def- to shift course. Definitely. After decades of this one formula working for them. Now, I don't know if the XFL is going to be the complete downfall of them. I doubt that. Um, I, I do have a, I do have a, I did hear an interesting theory on the XFL. Um, Jason Whitlock, very controversial um, yeah, I know sports commentator. He thinks that Vince McMahon might be working in cahoots behind the scenes with the NFL because amateurism is a big deal in college sports. You know, um, in the NBA, one year of college and you can go play in the league. Yeah. In the NFL, you have to play. You have to be three years removed from your high school class. So in those three years, these foot, these college football players are developing animosity and anger because for three years they've been playing football at a high level, busting their ass and not getting paid for it. Mm. You know, while these college coaches are making eight, ten, twelve million dollars a year, yeah. so they go into the NFL with animosity towards the game of football and you and you see things like Colin Kaepernick and you see things you know hey we're going to protest this and we're going to fight back that you don't see that in the NBA yeah. by and large part and, and that's that's a good point yeah. though and and the so the XFL comes in where hey you know let me go play in the XFL for a couple years make however much money that you know that they're going to make and then when I'm eligible let me go I'll I'll go to the uh NFL it's kind of a way to curb the whole amateurism yeah. backlash and, and, and I, I thought that was a fascinating fascinating it is that, that that's a that's a, a a really good point and gives them an opportunity to make and that I, money and and I agree with what you said like I I don't think the XFL will will equal the demise of the NFL or anything like that but I do think that there is something to gain it's like it's like when you, you have lunch and like you know how like some places they offer uh, a soup and a sandwich what the XFL what I think would be would be the soup to the NFL sandwich but it doesn't hurt to make that soup as appealing as possible so yeah, yeah sure maybe in the long run it is meant to go together, yeah. but doesn't mean you can't have that soup can be a great beef stew, yeah. you know, like something like really good and hearty to go with this sandwich. 
So, no, yeah. So I agree. Like I don't think it will be the demise of the NFL, but I do think that capitalizing off of some of the faults that the NFL has, it could give the XFL a better launch pad, yeah. you know, and 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 possibly equal a little bit of success for them, or maybe a lot of success. Yeah. Uh, so closing up because we got to go. Um, I, I posed this question at the beginning. It's something that's been in my mind. Uh, <laughs> are lesbians real? The reason I ask that is because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And the reason I've been thinking about this is because in the last episode, I think it was the last episode where we talked about beta males, remember? Yeah. Alpha, ma- alpha males and, and versus beta males. And it started, I, I started to think, I started to think about a lot of women that I know that are lesbians that haven't always been lesbians. So, you know, I and I started to develop this theory that lesbianism is bred out of kind of a sense of fear of men because either like some women have been through like traumatic experiences when they were young. Or contempt, very good, very good, and and uh, essentially that that contempt leading to fear of not wanting to go through that again. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, well, are are they real? Do what do you guys think? Somewhere, uh, somewhere, it, I guess. Uh, I always, I don't know if it's uh, crazy to to say this, but. This is hanging with Abe's baby. Right? Nothing's crazy. Right? I'm nuts. Help me. No, but I think uh, every time I, I, I've we, we've talked because well, we've talked about this shit, you know, like lesbianism and and all that shit. But specifically lesbianism, I feel like there is that one guy that could kind of I, I don't know turn her out, but but at least like be able to. You know what I'm saying? I I agree. I think and, so. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but I, I've I've always felt that, like when it comes to that, with with gay dudes, I don't know that that it's, exactly. That's my point. I think gay guys are real. Yeah, I think that's a real thing. Yeah, but I don't know if lesbians are real, and so it's funny because because one of our friends who he he's all three of our friends i'm not going to say his name on the podcast he's going to know who who he is when when he hears this story but he's told me that he's like actually like nailed like a butch chick before like oh, shit. she was like she had a body though like no it wasn't like a butch chick like she yeah, was yeah. ugly from the way he described her she was like a good looking butch chick yeah, but yeah, she yeah. was one of those that like wore like the man pants and all of that but she looked good he said, man, that bitch took that shit off. She had a body. She looked good. And she let me hit. Fuck it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know you're looking. Well, well I'll tell you when we're off air. Like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Big Vince wants to find out. What's your take on it, Vince? Um, so I'll throw out this analogy. Um, men, are, we're like, men, we're like the sun. Okay? The world revolves. The universe revolves around us. It's a man's world. Sorry, feminists. Actually, I'm not sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry, but you know. You fucking um, sexist. <laughs> women are like the moon. The sun's energy reflects off of the moon. So I think a lot of this 
feminism, this this in ultra feminism and lesbians, that's a product of men not taking care of what we need to take care of in regards to women and they have to resort to other ways to fill whatever psychological needs that they need to fill. You know what I'm saying? Hence the beta and alpha male. Exactly. And um, so like, you know, if men, as men, we took care of our own business, a woman wouldn't have to go find another dyke butch woman to 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 play the man in her life. No, she'd get a real man. No. But there seems to be a lack of real men out there, quote unquote, because, you know, real men is a very subjective term. Yeah. <laughs> I won't I won't go down that path right now. But so I feel like this kind of falls on us. We, yep. you know, we, if if we took care of if we did our thing. Quick question to both of you. Um, now that you're saying what you're saying. But don't you feel that that society right now or really like you see the nfl you see the grammys you see the golden globes they're pushing this narrative to kind of uh go against that so so to water down yeah to water down what a man is well masculinity has been under attack for for quite for for the last couple years now masculinity whether it's football whether it's whether it's you know the whole sexual assault stuff i i think kind of goes into that yeah masculinity has just been under attack so how, how cross-dressing and and that's my jeez <laughs> but but that that's and that's my question how do we like as men combat that we don't have a pool of money and 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 shows and fucking movements you know I, there's I no think, movement for I, men. I think you combat it by by being by being you, like by being standing your ground, standing your ground, and 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 continuing to be that, because no matter how much of that message is put out there and perpetuated, w- women are always going to want to end up in bed with a real man, yeah, or an alpha, if you will, yeah, man. And I don't mean like an alpha as oh he's the leader of that pack. I don't mean it like that. What I mean by an alpha is like all of the traits of a man. Like if if a woman says something that's clearly wrong, yeah. you'll put her in check because not because oh I'm the man and I put you in check, bitch. Yeah. No, it's because hey, you're wrong about this. I know like every <laughs> other guy in your life is just letting you go on thinking yeah. that you're right, yeah. but you're not. You're wrong. It's fine. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah. We're all wrong sometimes. You're wrong about this. Do better, bitch. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Do better. <laughs> but, but, um, and, and, and so to close it out, you're right about that. Both of you are. Because I was reading this article the other day on Vox, and this guy was talking about the Nzs and Zari thing. And as he was talking about it, he was like, Yeah. And I, and, and, and as I read these reports, I realized that I was once that guy. And, and it was wrong of me. And we all need to strive for, New phrase that you guys should be on the lookout for. Enthusiastic consent. So consent is no longer... That's some straight up college shit, isn't it? Consent is no longer enough, my friends. Oh, no. Consent consent is so 2016. (laughs) You better be enthusiastic about that shit. Like enthusiastic consent. So, So now it's not even about... It's not even about... Hey... You're 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 doing your thing with the girl, 
hey, are, are you good? Is everything okay? And she says, yes, no, she... She it's has like, to be enthusiastic. It's about fucking it. dandy. Yeah. <laughs> and as they get on their knees, <laughs> as they get on their knees, they can't stop smiling. Because if they don't, then that's not enthusiastic enough. Right. And well, you I, might I be think wrong. we should stop. You're not enthusiastic enough. No, we shouldn't go any further. That it is, it's crazy. It's crazy. Or sign this sign on the dotted line. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it's coming down to, man. That's what it's coming down to. You know, there's an actual uh, an app. I, there I is an about. app. Where where it makes it where like we, you, all right we're about to get greasy, just sign here, and <laughs> it's a, yeah I swear to God there's a con. That's crazy. That's, <laughs> that's fucking insane. Not if you're the fucking owner of that company. <laughs> like, yes, please, <laughs> please but, make it hard. But yeah, but uh, but yeah, and and that's another thing. Like Milo Yiannopoulos, he always says like he that's one of his theories. Like lesbians aren't real. So that's that's another like uh factor into me asking that question and, and he said something like you said uh rick about like with guys it does seem like more of a real thing like you know why being gay but yeah. but with women it, it and and that and and that's one of his saying like lesbians aren't real men are more definitive yeah they don't play games yeah so so i mean i would i would imagine that when it's a gay dude or oh, a motherfucker he chose to suck dick like right. damn you know what i'm saying <laughs> But it's different with women because women are so unsure. Like yeah. I feel there's always that. I've always felt that. Even when I talk to certain, you know certain lesbians, you always feel that. That's crazy. Women, I didn't know that. Women need guidance. They do. This is a great episode. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Vince, for being on. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, keep listening. Keep sharing. If we talk about anything, which I think in this episode we talked about a lot that you could send out and and message people about getting into some good conversations with them. Uh, remember to keep following us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. Visit our website, hangingwithapes.com. Sign up for our newsletter. The show does continue to grow. Thank you guys so much. Peace. Peace.